Well, hello, hello, hello. Ooh, <coughs> ooh, got a fly or something. How y'all doing out there in Funko Land? It is February 22nd, 2021, and it's a fabulous Monday. And why is it a fabulous Monday, you may ask? Well, you're here, and I'm here. And that's another day for us to fulfill our purpose. I'm so sorry about the frog in the throat at the beginning. I don't know what happened there. Y'all know at the beginning of these things, something always happens. I'm either stretching, yawning, doing something, knocking over some shit. Something always happens. And if you don't know who I am, I am Crystal. I am your host and the host of the Essence of Genesis Radio. So as you might know, as you actually you should know because you clicked on it, this is a continuation from episode seven of energy vampires this is part two where i actually have a guest on the show and we're going to be discussing more about energy vampires she's going to be sharing more about her experiences and what to look out for and how we can um how we can and uh, protect ourselves from energy vampires you know so i'm so so glad that you're able to come along with me and you know go down this route of ours uh but you know it is the last monday of february of black history month and yeah it is the last monday but you know it is what it is so uh, I do have somebody here that I would like to give a shout out to. Obviously not here, here, but, you know, someone that should get some more notoriety. And that is Jordan Peele. And if you guys don't know who Jordan Peele is, he is an actor. He's a comedian. He's a screenwriter. And the reason why I'm shouting him out is because he's the first African-American to win the Best Original Screenplay Oscar. I mean, that is that goes down in history. And if you've ever watched, and if he sounds familiar, it's because he's he's written um, Us, and also he's directed, written and directed, I believe, Us, and also Get Out. And whew, Get Out, whew, that is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Oh my goodness. I'm not going to get much too into it because, as you know now, I will be putting up a link to where if you want to learn more about him, then you can go ahead and peruse through the information. All right. So without further ado, I will go ahead and introduce my guest. Okay. All right. So as I said before, you guys have a special guest and I want to introduce her. So what's up, Natasha? How you doing? I am doing good. I am ready to talk about these energy vampires, girl, because they are out there. We are out there because everybody can be one sometimes, but and a lot of us have been on the receiving end of it. So, so yeah, let's get into this. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And anybody can be one, like your friends, family, co-worker. Like, you don't even know who they may be. They can come from any sort of bush from in, in your life. And they sure can. They can come. They can be your dang dog sometimes. If your dog is extra needy, you'd be like, man, listen, I'm, we done walked twice already today. I am tired. And like, looking at you with the, the eyes, like just one more time outside so they can come from anywhere uh, absolutely dang i didn't even think about the pets wow all right we'll strike on them <laughs> <laughs> right, so, like, not today fluffy not today right <laughs> so okay so um so i wanted to know uh so how did you start to recognize energy vampires and like from your experience sure so so I really started to recognize them without knowing what they were. Okay. Energy vampires 
kind of started to show up, I, I would notice myself, I'm, I'm an introvert mostly. So I, I get a lot of my energy from kind of being alone, but I also enjoy being around people. So there are some folks that I do get a lot of energy from being around, you know, just hanging around them. It just feels good, feels nourishing to the soul. Mm-hmm. And then I would notice that there were some people who after I interacted with them, I would have a headache or I would be extra tired. I would be anxious or irritable. And I didn't really know what that was. And there was a talk show that came on in the late nineties. I can't even tell you what, if it was Ricky Lake, Oprah, I don't know, but one of them, <laughs> they were talking about energy vampires. And that was the first time I heard the term. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That must be something that you know I'll encounter as I get older not realizing that I had already encountered it. Mm. And, you know, as time went on, probably by the time I was about 21, 22, I was like, oh, wow, certain people, when I leave their presence, I am just absolutely drained. I, I am not myself. It just something about being around them. It, it's more than just a dislike of them. Cause it's easy. You have people that you dislike sometimes, but Man, sometimes there's people that you're around and you, your whole vibe just changes. And Or if you see them in the group that you're going to hang with, you're like, oh my goodness, I know I'm not ready for this. Mm. And then once you leave their presence, you're like, I need to go take a nap. And you're ready to go underground for a couple of days to regroup. Man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? Um, I have felt that way when it came to energy vampires as well. Um, I didn't start noticing or I didn't hear about the term until later on. I would say maybe like my 20s. I didn't hear about it until then. But I didn't know what was exactly what they were like with you. Like you've experienced it, but you didn't know quite what to call it or what was going on. And I felt left drained as well, like anxious. Did, Did you feel like your energy was being replaced by somebody else? Or did you feel like your energy was just drained, period? Both of those, yeah. now that I think about it, because I, I would feel like that person, especially if they're one of those people who they are an insecure person and they're kind of, they have a need for reassurance and I would find myself giving them a lot of reassurance. Yeah. At the end of that, I would find myself feeling insecure myself, almost like there was an energy transference. Mm. They, left, they left the conversation feeling really good And I would leave the conversation feeling insecure, like, wow, did I tell them everything that I should have told them? I hope I gave them enough and really second guessing myself. And those that energy transference would actually leave me exhausted. So it's kind of a combination of both. Oh, uh, okay. I I figured um, because actually, you know, I want to preface this and let people know that we are not experts in this. <laughs> We're just sharing our experiences and hopefully right. that we are, just, we are just people that have, have been through yeah. things. Yeah. It's just, just sharing it. Cause hopefully maybe you can find, you're finding yourself in a, a, a similar situation, you know, and you may be able to take something away from this, you know, so we don't represent the collective. So don't come back to us being like, Oh, you, t- we did exactly what you told us to do. I'm like, no, we're not responsible for that. So just, putting that putting that out there um so like when it can so you mentioned that you were introvert because um it's funny because people tend there have been people who thought that I was an extrovert Uh, I would say Mm -hmm. more of an introvert than an extrovert but I can definitely uh teeter on both ends and I feel like some of us don't really understand that extroverts can 
suffer with energy vampires or deal with energy vampires as well. Cause as you said, like you get your energy from being alone and that's how you recharge yourself. Whereas extroverts tend to get their energy by being around other folks. And right. that sort of energy tends to, like you were talking about before, like that energy transference. And sometimes those uh, extroverts can take on the personas of other people without even knowing that they are acting like an energy vampire. Um, and I and, and it, I find that kind of bizarre in a way because it's like, how do they do the work? Like, how do extroverts do that inner work to where they figure out if it's them or it's somebody else that's, you know, swirling within them to, to say, right. you know? I think for them, it probably involves having some really good people around them. Yeah. Because even though you're around, you get your energy from people, just like anybody, introverts, extroverts, we all have to have they at least one or two good people around us who are able to kind of put us in check and and call us to the mat to make us think about some stuff. So I, I think for in the extroverts case, they would be the type that that need to have a good person saying to them like, hey, you don't act like yourself mm. when you're around that person. Sort of like you know you think about it almost like the Snickers commercials when they're like, you don't act like yourself when you're hangry. <laughs> And, and you need something to eat is something like that. You know, they'll be like, when you're around this person, you change entirely. What, what is up with that? So, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have people, you know, able to call you out on your stuff. Right. You don't want to be the Joe Pesci of the group. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So you have mentioned before um, that, you know, you can like, especially you had found yourself, uh, well, people with low self-esteem dealing with, with that and how they could um, tend to get themselves caught up in energy vampires. So what I wanted to know from your perspective, like, do you think energy vampires can come in the form of someone who is like a gaslighter, uh, someone who's always like given that false sense of um, flattery to say? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It can come from, and, and that, that gaslighting, a lot of times when we hear the term gaslighting, we think of just like a very malicious person. Mm -hmm who's out here just trying to mess with you and, and make you think that you are absolutely nuts. But a lot of times gaslighting can come from people who have no ill intent whatsoever and their gaslighting can come out of their insecurity and their need for reassurance. And in, they, in their quest for reassurance, they start with flattery. And they'll start by flattering you, telling you that they, they think that you're the best thing going and as a result, you get pulled in. Mm. And once you're pulled in, you start to recognize that now they're, they're calling on you to um, kind of feel, feel their, their sometimes bottomless pit of, of need for reassurance because they're, they don't know how to think for themselves. They, they are missing the ability to really listen to their own selves mm. because their 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 inner self has either never been developed or it's been like stomped on so hard that they don't know how to listen to their own inner voice so they're using your inner voice as their own so they'll start asking you questions or just kind of lead you into situations where you're constantly having to reassure them they'll say stuff like wow i wish i was like you oh my gosh you mm. are just the most amazing person i have ever met and when you hear that, your instinct is to say to them, oh, my gosh, you know, you're really a wonderful person. <laughs> you know, I, I really, you know, you're great. Absolutely. And you'll kind of feed that back to them and they get they get filled up from that. But from you, the more you talk, 
the more that you are giving your inner voice to that person Mm -hmm. and instead of them hearing it as oh wow just like a reassurance they're hearing it as oh great this is the source of my own self-esteem or my own Mm self-worth and they end up drawing that out of you almost every time you speak to them so in a way it's like they're gaslighting you to make you question yourself like am I really as great as I think I am I have to sit here and and give this person so much reassurance but if if that's the case why am I feeling so exhausted now and and they don't realize that that they are bringing you to a point that you're exhausted because you're feeding them so much. Oh yeah, it you know it it sounds like like a bait and switch. Yeah. In a way, you know, it's like they're feeding you that information like something that they think that you want to hear like to pump you up only for you to come around and tell them the same thing. So it's a way it's like almost like uh they see you as like a a, a physical mirror. That's ch- yes, that's talking yes. back to them because they're looking for that. So that w- so the way you were explaining it, I could definitely uh, jump on board with that because it's like they're sucking that energy out of you. It's like okay, I need that re- I need that reassurance. So let me just bait this person thinking that I'm you know they're like the greatest person. Like I can't believe you're you're an awesome person because I came across somebody like that at a previous job where they were just like, oh you're you're so wonderful. You're such an awesome person. Like you're a badass to come up here and to do this all on your own you're an amazing person and I'm thinking like okay yeah like you were saying like yeah I may, I, I maybe I am but then it got to the point where it was just like every day this person kept saying it and I started to raise my eyebrow like okay I've heard it already like why do you keep saying this you know and I'm trying to be nice to this person I was like well you're a very nice person you're a lovely person you know thank you for saying that this that, and the third and then I start to realize and then I was realizing that I was becoming drained just by being around that person, even when they came around just to say hello, I was just like, oh, God, here we go again. You know, so uh, that, yeah, that whole bait. Yeah, and, they, and they find them, you find them almost go, like you said, like going overboard mm-hmm. with their, their flattery. And you're like, my goodness, every time I talk to you, you have to tell me how awesome you think I am. You're like, that's great. I like to hear that. No, Nobody wants to hear that they're, you know, ridiculous and they're horrible. So mm-hmm. having somebody tell you all the time that they're that you're great is is wonderful but then the conversation doesn't stop there it doesn't seem to stop with just oh I just want to let you know that I think you're awesome Mm -hmm. nope it turns into now now that I've told you that you're awesome I've given you the little bit that I am able to give this is the from the energy vampire's perspective I've given you the little bit that I can give look I pumped you up great now let's go focus on my stuff because my whole stuff I only have a little bit to give but I need everything from you so now that I've I've primed you to to be feeling good and ready to talk to me and you know that's almost like plying somebody with a drink and you know kind of get their inhibitions down now they're like let's flip the script and let's talk about all the ways that you know, I am terrible and I, I don't yes. know what I'm doing. I need reassurance. I need this. I don't feel like I'm doing anything good with myself. Please fill me up, fill me up, fill me up. And you're like, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Like, okay, wait, wait, wait. So every time I talk to you, we go somehow from, all right, I'm awesome to how, how jacked up you are this you start to realize after all these conversations, mm-hmm. you're like, now this can't be right. right. How do, how do we keep, 
our, our conversations keep going in this same pattern every time. Uh, like at the end of the conversation, I'm telling you, you are a great person. You keep your head up, blah, blah, blah. Yet you're not saying the same thing to me. You're not like, and it's not that we have to keep score and go tit for tat either, but there's a give and take in a conversation and they gave in the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. They gave that, that flattery and then they are receiving everything after that. So you, you receive a little bit and then give everything of your own self. No, it, it can't work like that in every single conversation. No, man, you, you, I'm, I'm over here nodding my head like, yes, yes, yes. And it, it's because it's taking me back to that one particular person that I was dealing with because it's almost as though that you explained it the way that it happened. You know, it was like yeah, right there, you know, basically breaking down the barriers, breaking down that that vulnerability that you have, you know, to, you know, to protect yourself. And then all of a sudden now here comes all basically the shit that they have going on with them. And now because your defenses are down, now they can go ahead and just dump all their stuff onto you, you know? And it reminded me of the, of that person who did that, you know, in the beginning, all fancy, great and everything. And then all of a sudden now he's telling me how, how miserable his marriage is. Now he's now at one point, he even tried to trick me to go to his home, but that is, a, a, oh, no. that is a completely different episode. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not just the energy vampire. He's trying to get your, your soul. No, no, no. no. I, I, I told him, I was like, listen, because he, he he basically he wanted uh, his, his granddaughter's rocking chair to be painted because he knew I was an artist. And I was like, listen, here's some Google images that you can use to, to stencil onto your daughter's rocking right, chair. Right, here, take this stencil and go to Michael's and get this craft paint because I'm not going over to your house. Oh, it, it, it was, yeah. This guy was like, he was, like you say, he was more than an energy vampire. Like, he was someone I felt like really preyed on me but it mm. did not but it, it didn't appear like that to everybody else it was just more of like oh he's just a little too nice a little too friendly and like how do you even talk to your age how do you talk to HR how do you even talk to your boss about that you can't just walk them to like hey this person's an energy vampire because they're going to look at you like yeah okay we're going to drug test you you know so <laughs> yeah oh wow um but mm. Anyway, that that that's that's neither here nor there. But you know, but since you had um, since we were talking about that, like from your standpoint, like how would you classify an energy vampire versus someone who's like really going through it, like you know, such as like uh, depression or anxiety or something like that? Because I feel like you know, a lot of the times people would say that you know I'm dealing with an energy vampire when that's really not the case, and they're going yeah. through something much much deeper, and they really are looking to for some sort of help or an outlet in that way. So has there been like a situation or is there anything from your experience that you could share with us that, you know, like the difference between the two? Sometimes they are one in the same. Okay. Because a lot of times with depression, as somebody who has dealt with depression and will continue to my whole life, just going to keep it real out here. Um, we, we all have a need sometimes to kind of take a little bit more than we get mm -hmm. so when you're dealing with somebody who's dealing with depression anxiety those kinds of things yes you're going to be in a position where they are taking more than they are able to give but where you identify the difference is they are when they're able to give they give far more than they're taking mm, okay and there are more instances where they're able to give and when they give 
they don't give in the same way all the time. Because with an energy vampire, sort of like the bait and switch type situation that we were talking about before, mm-hmm. you'll find that their their flattery is very, very flat. And they will say the same exact things over and over again. Um, and when you're, if you ask them, like, I need you to be a better friend to me, they'll say something like, I'll do better next time, or I promise I'll do better. Mm. But they're not able to articulate what better is. You're telling them, I need you to listen to me and be an active listener, or I need you to just, you know, not make the conversation about you all the time. And they'll be like, okay, I promise I won't do that again. But the very next time you speak to them, that same pattern will, will occur. They may listen to you for a little bit longer, but it's like they, they lose their capacity to, to listen. So they're, they end up flipping it very, and it may be even subtly to taking that and making the conversation about them. And you'll see that like the, the ways that they are able to give are very, very limited. The ways that they can give are only in very empty platitudes and not so much in let me be there for you. Like if you're going through it, girl, call me at two o'clock in the morning yeah. and I will listen yeah. to you cry on the other end. They are not the types that would take that. And you would never feel comfortable doing that with them. And if you find yourself in a position where you, you can't be yourself with them, then you know that that's likely an energy vampire mm-hmm. and not just somebody going through it because you can see somebody's humanity through depression. Mm-hmm. And even when they're in a, a situation where they're in active, like major depression, you, you still see the human in them and you're able to feel like, okay, I can put my burdens down a little bit and be myself with that person. Um, but with a, a just true energy vampire, you don't feel like you ever get the opportunity to be yourself. That makes, that makes complete, complete and total sense so uh the way that i was uh, thinking about it when you were talking was just like you know an energy vampire is uh the way i see it and probably many people would say that an energy vampire is somebody who's trying to fill a void and then a person who's going through depression is trying to understand that void ah wow wow I think that is one of the best ways I've heard it put. Mm. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, because and they're in a way because, you know, it's like when a person like an energy vampire trying to fill that void, like they're constantly, you know, trying to find that person or find something or find that energy to where they can tack onto that, suck that dry or replace yours with theirs. And then they take that and they move along with it. Like you were saying before, and now you're left with this, like, what is this? feeling what is this this isn't me I'm dealing with this anxiety this depression this this burden and this is not mine and you know with somebody that who is dealing with depression they're just like okay there is something really heavy going on in my life and I'm not understanding what this deepness or what this darkness really is like there's something in this pit but I can't quite articulate what it is and so therefore they I feel as though that people who go with depression is you know as as well as I do because I'm going to be going through for the rest of my life as well it's just a matter of like trying to understand it from from uh from another person's perspective and Mm -hmm. you know it's like and you know that kind of ties into you know what type of signs that you can definitely that you can look out for when it comes to an energy vampire because not all the time is you know a person that is exhibiting a sign of a vampire or an energy vampire is somebody who really is you know it could be somebody who's just really like you were talking about like somebody who's just really going through it 
you know, and it's not so, and it wouldn't be, I, w- I don't want to use the term right, but it wouldn't be right to just cut them off right then and there when they're really reaching out for help. Right. So yeah, that whole, yeah. That, that whole void thing, that, 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 I have to copyright that. Um. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need to, you're gonna need to make you're gonna need to make a TED talk about that because it, it it's true. Like if somebody is really, I, I'm finding in in my own life if somebody somebody can be going through it genuinely, but also be an energy mm-hmm. vampire. So you do have to be careful um, because you'll be dealing with that person, and next thing you know, you're five months later, and you're like, "Woo! All right, this person is still going mm. through it, which is fine." we can't put a time limit on somebody going through it because sometimes you have decades where you're just like, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> you come out the end of it. But that person is also, you're seeing their, their energy vampire tendencies because they are a clinger. Mm. They are a safe and clinger. <laughs> you don't see them reaching out to anybody else but you. Or they have a very limited crew of people that they reach out to And they'll tell you about how they've reached out to those people and how they don't really get to talk to them very much. Or they're telling you how they don't really feel comfortable telling anybody their stuff. And and you're like, okay, maybe there's some stuff caught up in shame there that you're, you're, you're really dealing with. But if you listen to them, it seems like they only will unload on you. They have ah. other friends. They, they may or may not have other friends, but the way they talk about their other friends is like they don't unload on them the way they unload on you. And if you are the only person that they unload on and they're unloading on you stuff that like is not appropriate for the, the level of your friendship, because sometimes you need to make sure you look at the purpose of your friendship. Like what Ooh. what is the purpose of this relationship? Ooh. Are we in what way are we tied to each other? Um, I'll use an example. Like I, I have a friend that I've met online and I've, you know, I've developed a close relationship with that person. And over time we're like, we are, we are legitimately okay. friends and we have become, we have shared things with each other. Like her and I have become pretty cool. And we're like, that's the nature of our relationship as friends. But then there's other relationships that I've developed online where I'm, I'm receiving stuff from them that they're sharing with me that is not appropriate to share with a friend that you've only known for, let's say, three months. Okay. Like, it, you know how in a, in a friendship, in any friendship, things kind of unfold mm. naturally. They're like un, an onion. Like, you start to peel back layers, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those layers um, unfold faster than others. But in, a, in this other relationship, the unfolding is happening where the one person is peeling all their layers back and sharing stuff that is highly inappropriate for the nature of this type of, of relationship. I'm like, we are, we are not necessarily good friends. Um, I am more of a friend to them than they are to me. And that is where the one-sidedness is coming from. I don't unfold the same way that they Mm. unfold and I don't feel comfortable divulging stuff to them because I don't feel like they have the capacity to handle it because they are in desperate need of reassurance and all of that all the time. So when I take a step back and look at it, I'm like, okay, the nature of this relationship is very one-sided. I'm putting in a lot of the emotional labor. They're not putting anything in 
but they're using me as a, a de facto therapist and that's not a healthy place right. to be. So I'm looking at the purpose of this relationship. Is this purpose of this relationship for both of us to have mutual like friendship where we trust each other? Or is this turning into a situation where only one of us can trust the other one? Like, I, I don't feel like I can trust that person, but that person knows that they can trust me. So I'm like, okay, this is starting to look unhealthy and unbalanced. So in a relationship that's more, more balanced, then you're like, the purpose of this is for us to grow from each other. You know? Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's a good, that's a good point to definitely, I feel like to, to keep in mind is the level of friendship, how long you've known each other. And I feel like keeping that in mind will let somebody know or at least help somebody understand whether or not that person is actually very genuine or someone who is an energy vampire because like you said like you know developed an online friendship and then this person sharing something within a matter of three months where you figure like okay this is a little bit too much for me at this point in time like maybe later on that have been okay but not so fresh when you're still trying to get to know one another so at that point I could feel as though that 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 person would be like something or feeling like you're being dumped on you know, like what you were exactly. like what you were talking about. Like now, all of a sudden, all this stuff is coming out, and you're like, "Wait a minute! Uh, I'm just getting just to know like, how to wait. spell your last name." Like, who, who, right? I'm like, I'm like, sweetheart, I don't even know your middle name. <laughs> but or excuse me, well, I don't know their middle name. You don't know my middle name, but I also know everything about you that happened since the time you were seven years old, and have worked with you on solving a lot of things mm. from your childhood and crap that happened to you. And you have no idea where I went to high school, you know, but I know where you went to high school. I know where you went to college. I know stuff about your family. I know about your mom and them. Mm. I know about your parents' relationship. And I'm like, whoa, this is a lot. And you're giving me a lot, almost too much information Mm. and asking me to solve problems that I am not qualified to solve. I am a friend. I am not a therapist. Right. Right. And you know, that, that comes into my next question. You're like, how do you know when it's too much to handle at that point? It gets tough, you know, trying to figure out, I don't know if this is too much. Sometimes it really just involves taking a step back and listening to yourself. I'm a big fan of when you start to feel, well, I'm a big fan of taking a step back and just kind of doing a self-examination of how am I feeling? And especially when you meet new people, take take a step back and look at yourself and you're like, okay how am I feeling when I'm around this person? Mm. Does this person actually bring me joy? And if you're not able to answer that in the affirmative, then that's a sign number one. Because a person that no matter, unless they're a, a work relationship or a situation where you have to deal with them in order to, for your life to, to function properly, like you're an employer or a coworker or something like that. If it's a relationship outside of that, if that person doesn't bring you joy, then they don't need to be part of your life so that every relationship that you're involved in should bring you joy whether it's a friendship a romantic relationship anything that that relationship needs to bring you joy and if you are not able to answer immediately if somebody were to ask you does individual x bring you joy and if you can't say yes immediately if you have to sit down and think about it that's sign number one that something is wrong and if you can't if you can't identify if you have to sit down and be like well sometimes they bring me joy or if you hesitate in the least then you're like screw breaks all right we need to do an examination here and do a deep dive and 
if you do that deep dive and you're like, you're still digging around, thinking about how you feel, really looking at, at your gut feeling. And if you can't say that this person or this relationship or this situation brings you joy, then they may or may not be an energy vampire, but that's a sign to you that you need to get out. Yes. <laughs> then that, that is a very important thing I, I, I say to keep in mind and for everybody that's listening to definitely keep that in mind, because that's a good point, you know, because you don't want to be in a relationship, regardless of what it is, a friendship, a, a romantic relationship, a work, a worker relationship. Like you don't want it to be in a relationship where you're feeling like you're giving so much to the point where you're now feeling like you don't even want to be around that person anymore where you're feeling like you're getting headaches from that person um and you don't really have any sense of joy anymore like they kind of take the joy out of life in a way and and uh i know you and i have spoken about this before they don't know but we have and when you were talking about how uh your intuition or being in and and being an empath is somewhat of a of a defense mechanism um to where Mm -hmm. it actually protects you from getting too far and too deep into um, a relationship with an energy vampire to where you can seriously get hurt. Because I think a lot of the times we don't think about how a, how an energy vampire or dealing with an energy vampire can actually be very life-threatening. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and the thing is, it's like, I feel like a lot of the times we tend to ignore those red flags. We tend to ignore those signs. We don't listen to our gut or our intuition that's letting us know like, hey, this isn't something, this isn't right. Something going, if you continue down this path, like this, something may go horribly wrong, you know? And, you know, what you're saying before, like that's when you have to take a step back and be like, does this give me joy? And if you're continuing in the situation, knowing that it doesn't give you joy, then I think that that's a bit of a problem that you're getting yourself into that you may unfortunately not be able to get out of in a worst case scenario. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I was going to ask this question. But I'm going to skip over that because we already answered that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so according to uh, LonaWolf.com, they mentioned that there were six different types of energy vampires. Obviously, there mm-hmm. are a lot more, but for them, they condensed it down to six of them. And um, the six of them are the, the victim vampire, the narcissistic vampire, the dominant vampire, the melodramatic vampire, the judgmental vampire, and the innocent vampire. And the people, if you've listened to this, you've heard this before from the first episode. But for you, Tasha, what would you like, what would be a story for you to be able to like share with us that you've experienced with at least one of these vampires, like something that you'd be able to, you know, without, I don't know, throwing anybody under the bus, but. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, all right, I, I guess I'll, I'll save some folks from the wheel of the bus today. <laughs> but um, this is kind of a, a fairly recent experience. It's been dealing recently with a an energy vampire of the innocent variety mm-hmm. um the the individual kind of came around looking for looking for some reassurance feel like presenting themselves a, as if they they needed some guidance and i started interacting with them you know i was like okay wh- where where do you need some guidance on you know i've been through some things you know i'm happy to be a a, a a friend or somebody to, to listen to you if you need. That was mistake mm. number one. I opened myself up to that too early. And that's something uh, I'll get back to, but that's something that we tend to do. We'll be like uh, to people online. If you ever need to talk, my DMs are open. 
don't do that because people will actually DM you and actually mm. you know you are you are reading messages where you're like oh oh no oh no oh you probably have people hanging from the ceiling <laughs> in your house oh god so right people will people will send you they're crazy if you open mm-hmm. yourself to it but so that was mistake number one for me but here I am my empath self I want to help everybody feel like they're they're worthwhile um the individual was was gonna was kind of going through some things I'm like oh let me listen to you let me help you whatever they started with the, like, they, they're presenting themselves as almost like a okay. victim that they've been through so much and they've, they've gone through so much. And, you know, now they're just feeling like, I'm just feeling so low. I'm dealing with a lot of shame. How can I, how can I help that? I'm going through this. I need some guidance on that. And I would spend a lot of time telling them, okay. This is what you might want to do. Consider doing this. These are the things that I've done. These are the things that I've done. These are the things that I've done. What that became is they would start telling me how I am the most amazing person that they have ever Mm. run across. And of course, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. But fairly quickly, after they would say that to me, the conversation would turn to their quote problems and their quote problems were things that are actually not problems, but they just wanted to, to hear the same solution over and over and over again. Almost every conversation we had would turn to the, the same two or three subjects. Okay. And I was like, okay, you've gotten answers from myself, from multiple other people to do the same thing. Well, why aren't you, why aren't you doing those things? Cause it seems like you're enjoying people telling you what you need to do and being like, Oh, woo, woo, woo. Mm. You know, we can help you. And I, I found myself where there, there was never, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example about kind of how, how this went left. Cause I'm being a, a bit right. On purpose. <laughs> um, right. There, there was a situation where, you know, I had been telling them, you know, keep your head up, do your thing. I found out fairly soon um after we had been talking and I, and I found myself starting to get tired of always having to give the reassurance and give advice on what to do because it would be on very simple things like if you haven't showered in 15 days go oh. take a shower like oh. seriously do that um if you're if you're feeling like you don't know what to do with that take a shower and wash your clothes you'll feel better about yourself oh. kind of deal it was very simple stuff like that Um, and I would have to give that advice a lot. Um, but there was, there came a situation where I had found out that, um, I, my, I have a very, very bad back and I found out that I'm not able to have back surgery because my back is so bad. So I shared the x-rays with that person because I was like, oh, well, they're presenting themselves Mm -hmm. as my friend. Let me try, you know, today I need to receive a little bit because I'm feeling a little bit off kilter about that. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm going through it today. I feel really bad. I found out I'm not able to have the surgery that I was hoping to be able to get. So I'm going to be dealing with this issue for the rest of my life. The, the response was, oh, I'm so sorry. You're so strong. And then within three minutes, they were like, well, you'd be proud of me. I, I showered today and guess what I did today. And you'll be happy. I, I, I did this today. That'll make you happy. And I was like, whoa, 
whoa wow. whoa I, cu- I couldn't even get now now we had been talking for for quite some you know multiple months at this point mm-hmm. long enough for me to be able to share something like oh I've gotten this terrible news about my back I would think and for them to not be able to to put themselves down for just a moment and give who they they think is a friend to to not be able to give them some care for just a little bit I wasn't asking for sympathy I was just kind of like I want to talk through this and process this through through this with somebody because that's a lot you know to to find out like your your situation is so bad it can't be helped that's a lot for somebody Mm. to hear and then all of a sudden to have that turned around on well you'd be proud of me I did this today I was like, okay, this is that. That's when I I learned that that person had become, or that they are an energy vampire, and they are not aware enough to realize that every single conversation ends up becoming about them, about their needs, and about filling them up with care, about telling them what to do, about helping them mm. somehow. That they they can't even stop for a second to help the person that they're calling a friend. I was like, okay, that's a bad situation right oh, here. So, whew. so in a way, this this person or this experience, this, it went from an innocent vampire and to a victim vampire to a narcissistic vampire. It. So it was like all of those rolled mm-hmm. into one. It, and it's like, because it, it's easy to see them listed out, oh, this kind right. of vampire, this sort of vampire, this kind of vampire. But a lot of times they're more than yes. one at one time. So we, we had gone from, like you said, right from an innocent to a victim, like, oh, you know, nobody loves me. I'm, you know, I'm just a victim of circumstance, blah, blah, blah. Woo, woo, woo. I need some love. Okay. I, you know, send out my version of love via, you know, I help you out. You know, you're a good friend. You're a good person. Don't ever forget that. So now, now they're just all about themselves, just unabashedly about themselves and trying to suck up the energy. I'm like, I just, man, I'm. Can, can I, I need some energy today and you can't give that to me. Oh, all right. Mm. So that was when it, it was like a, a light bulb, excuse me, a light bulb. I speak English, <laughs> Thomas, a light bulb. <laughs> it was like a light bulb came on in my head. Like, oh, okay. That's a problem. We, we need to, yeah, this is a problem right here. And ever since then, my, I have been working on detaching from that because Detaching from an energy vampire is not always easy. It's not something that can always happen in, you know, you, you can't always just right. ghost everybody. And sometimes you're in situations that, that it may be dangerous to do so, or there may be other reasons why you can't, but you can change how you interact with them. So yeah, it's been, it's been a process to detach and disengage since then. Ooh, I can, I can imagine. So, um, and, uh, you know, as far as, um, having to be careful about how to detach yourself from an energy vampire, you know, speaking what we were talking about before about, um, how dangerous a situation can be. And the thing is like, when it comes to an energy vampire and the other person, I, I'll just in better way of saying this, like the victim, like the victim doesn't know how much of an attachment that energy vampire has, onto them mm-hmm. and you know we, they then the victim tends to not really understand that it could be a very deep emotional attachment to them to the point where if they feel like that source is being taken away that that energy vampire could be very unpredictable and that's where you find yourself yeah. in a very 
uh, unpleasant situation and you might have to get the courts involved or the police involved. And before you know it, you know, you don't want to end up on the news, but sometimes in some cases that happens. And especially with the whole narcissistic vampire, because that can get very, uh, that tends to, um, at least in my experience and, and from my, from what I've uh, seen is that the narcissistic vampire tends to be in a relationship with somebody who's very codependent and that, and that tends to be like an abusive relationship. So, you know, energy vampires is not something necessarily to be thrown around, you know, because a person can definitely be going through something very abusive. It's emotionally abusive, physically abusive. So it's really important yes. to know how to try and distance yourself away from them. So that, um, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, when you were saying like, okay, what, what about me? You know, this is a time where like I can, finally go to this person and talk to them about what's going on with me and I just like you know I just want to mention that you know because you have said before like and a lot of people have said that you know check on your strong friends but we also need yeah. to check on our empathic friends we need to check on those empaths as well because they don't always have it all together no matter what you see no matter what you hear because they're they're going through a lot as well they're having so many emotions and so much going on with inside of them that they need somebody to, to check on them to be like hey how are you doing today are you okay you know it's it, it's more, yeah, it's more absolutely. than just being like okay well they're an empath they, they got it no <laughs> no right. it's it's not like right that. and 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 empaths empaths tend to be the yes of energy vampires so if you find yourself in a situation where where you are an energy vampire you're like maybe maybe i am receiving more than i'm giving check mm. on that empath because chances are that person that you're getting all that from is an empath check on them and do so in a in a genuine way like hey empath friend hey empath person in my life are you okay like what's going on with you do you need to process through some things i know that i've been throwing a lot at you lately uh -huh. is there anything that you need to talk about are you okay and if you find that you're not able to do that or you don't know how to do that then there is a chance that you are maybe unintentionally but you are a malicious you are a malicious you know kind of sinister energy vampire because you don't have the ability to ask about your your mm -hmm. empath friends because a lot of us you know we we have a lot of empaths in our life and they they give us a lot our empath people give us so much and like we've said we can all be energy vampires yeah. at times but if you find yourself in every single interaction with that person they are having to lift you up and support you and you don't have the 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 wherewithal to support them back or you find that they don't come to you asking for your support, you're like, all right, something might be wrong. Let me check on them. And if you can't think of it in the moment to check on them, then you need to, to check on your, your intentions oh, with these people. You, you really got to keep your intentions in check. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that is absolutely true because you yourself can be an energy vampire and don't even really know it because half the time energy energy vampires don't even know that they're energy vampires because like you were saying before, you got to take a step outside of yourself and, you know, you have to take mm -hmm. a look at yourself and, and analyze like, okay, what is it that I'm doing differently? What's going on around me? Like what is going on with the relationships around me? You know, because at some point in time, you, you do tend to find that people like fall off or distance themselves away from you, you know? So that goes to, to me asking, like, what do you think the withdrawals are? Or, or what have you experienced as far as like an energy vampire withdrawal? You know, so maybe it's something that you've witnessed 
somebody going through and, and also yourself, like what would you feel like after distancing yourself from one? Wow. So kind of a couple of things. So it, number one, it sort of depends on how you distance yourself from mm -hmm. an energy vampire. There are situations that are so toxic that you just have mm. to go ghost. Um, and in those situations, you can't turn back and be like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. Like if you've got an energy vampire, let's say an ex or someone like that, and that situation is just toxic to the core, you have to go ghost and mm. not go back. You can't let the, the, you can't turn around and be like, are they still behind me? You got to keep moving and go forward. You can't go digging around on their social medias and stuff because that person, they're usually charming enough to yeah. you back yeah. somehow. Mm. So you have to cut off all contact. So you 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 mm -hmm. won't know how they're doing. You're just like, well, I'm out. I'm done. There, nope. This person just doesn't exist to me anymore. But if you do, um, if you're doing like a, a gradual cut down on interacting with them, like, or you're just keeping your interactions very short, you're not giving them much anymore. You might find that they turn. It turns into something like a withdrawal for them. Like you see them, like how somebody may be withdrawing from alcohol or drugs or whatever have you. They, they start to get desperate and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting my, my, my fix anymore. I'm not able to get what I need from this person anymore. And they start, they'll, they'll do desperate things. Like they'll, they'll start to threaten self-harm, that type of thing. They can be manipulative like that to threaten self-harm for, you know, not being able to speak to you where they're like, did I do something wrong and try to present themselves mm. as a victim? Um, and they'll, they'll kind of lean hard into the, the things that make them an energy vampire in the first place. Cause they're like, Oh, see, even you, now you're cutting me off too. I can't believe it. I'm just not good enough for anybody. And they'll try to lure you back in that way. They'll lean very hard on what makes them an energy vampire in the first place. So you've got to be on the lookout for that and be ready to arm yourself and know and, and expect it, expect that they're going to lead hard into those behaviors. And then they're going to start kind of flailing around and then be ready for them to latch on to another Oof. victim because that's what because that's what they do they will eventually be like okay i'm not getting what i i quote need here i'm going to go find somebody else who will give it to me and you're not always going to be able to warn the, the next person even though if you can even if you see them doing the same things to the next person that they did to you you're not always going to be able to warn them that that next victim and i'm calling that a victim because that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is it is it is a predator prey vic victim situation so um you will find them going to another victim right away and at first you're going to be like oh wow you may find yourself feeling like oh snap is it mm. about me did i do something wrong and you find yourself in a situation where you're like dang i kind of miss them but or if you don't miss them you're like oh i must not be the the great person that they kept mm. saying that i am and you start to second guess yourself but that's just the healing process beginning that's the scab you know just like if you cut yourself pass the scab over that feeling of well maybe i'm not as great that's a that's a, a spiritual scab kind of growing on and that that will fall off eventually because as you separate yourself from that person you will be okay you will be just fine if you were self-aware enough to to cut yourself away from that person, then you'll be self-aware enough to realize that, okay, this is just temporary feeling because we get used to situations that you're like, that's that friction of not having that, that relationship anymore. 
um, that's a discomfort because even if it's a bad relationship, even if you get out of toxic relationships, when you break up with them, you kind of have a friction there and you're just like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Yes. You know, it's almost easier to stay with the toxicity mm. because it's comfortable. So when you're, when you're breaking free from that energy vampire relationship, you're going to, especially if they're the type that, that uses, um, that uses flattery as a way to lure you in. You're going to be like, oh, I missed that flattery. Oh, I really missed that. I kind of need my head to be gassed up a little bit. But if you're self-aware enough, you'll be okay. Ooh, preach, ma'am. Preach. That, 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 please, everybody, please take, take away from that because that was a TED Talk of the night, I swear. Because <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right, especially because uh, I'm nodding my head again and because um, I was thinking about uh, my second marriage and how, how toxic that really was. And, you know, when you were saying, like, when you separate yourself from them, um, you know, it tends to, 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 to you, you start seeing the flailing going about and I just want to and I just want to say that I'm not pointing the blame on anybody because it, it, it takes two for the marriage to dissolve okay but you know I'm talking from mm-hmm. my perspective and how I had to detach from that you know and you know he was trying to flatter me back in like oh you know I'm so sorry we could do this we can get a dog you know we can call it this that and the third and I'm just like and and that led me to think and I was taking myself back at that point I was like I have to stay strong I was like and like you were saying like you sometimes you want to stay in that toxicity because it's comfortable. Cause I'm like, this is comfortable, but I know it's not good for me. I know I have to separate myself. And even then him saying all these things and buying me all these sorts of things. And I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take the cup, but you know, you're still not getting in, you know? So, right. you know, so um, that just, you know, it's, it's a matter of like just, just staying strong and just reminding yourself. I feel like a, a good way to to really separate yourself is just to remind yourself why you're doing it in the first place so you're not putting yourself back in that sort of situation especially when it comes to the flattery because I feel like when it when you're dealing with an energy vampire who uses flattery to try and get you back I feel like that's also a lesson for the victim in itself to build up your self-esteem so you don't fall for that again And yeah. so um, just uh, lastly, I just wanted to say, because I know we touched a little bit on it, like, as uh, from your experience, like, what do you feel or what do you suggest is like good measures to really protect yourself from energy vampires? Wow. Hmm. I would say to, to always to be mm-hmm. vigilant, you know, um, we, it's, in self-defense circles, they, they say, keep your head on a swivel, right? And to protect yourself when you're out and about, to protect your physical being. You have to do the very same thing for your internal being as well. So you always have to be on the lookout. Be doing constant self-evaluation, asking yourself, does this feel right? Does this feel good to me? Is this nourishing to me? And what am I getting from this? What is the purpose of my interaction with this person? If you find yourself getting drawn into something, let's say it's an online friendship, for example, if you find yourself getting drawn into that very, very quickly and feeling like, oh, wow, this person could be good for me, or you find yourself like moving very fast into building a friendship with them, Mm -hmm. take a step back and ask yourself, what is the purpose of this interaction with this person? If it's something at work and you find yourself suddenly hearing a lot of their personal issues or you learn a whole lot about them mm. in a very short period of time, ask yourself, what is the purpose mm. of this interaction? Are, 
am, am I here to be friends with this person? Um, and ask yourself, do I like this person? <laughs> a lot of times, you know, we'll, in, in the name of flattery, we will go mm. with folks that we don't like because they're, they're flattering us and, and complimenting us. And we will go along with a whole lot of crap because we're like, oh, that flattery is great. But you're like, do I even like this individual? So it, you, you have to kind of be talking to yourself all the time. Ask yourself, does this feel right? And listen to your gut. Your intuition is one of the most important features of your spirit, of your emotional self, of your soul. Your intuition is very, very rarely ever wrong. And you'll find in life, when you don't listen to that intuition, chances are you're going to find yourself in a mess. And that may be extra difficult to get out of, but just a mess. So if, you're, if your intuition, you know, ask yourself, like, like almost literally talk to yourself like you were a child. Self, mm. how does that make you feel? Like self, are, does that make you feel better? <laughs> self, are you hungry? Like, do you need a nap? Or is this person bothering you? Like, are they, you know, seriously be like, is this person bothering you? Is this, mm. Does this situation feel bad? Or do you just need a nap? Self, do you have gas? Are you okay? So, do you need to be burped? Like, and, and, right, do you need to be burped? You know, but in, in all seriousness, mm. though, like your intuition is a very, very, very useful piece of, of, of self. And we ignore that a lot. So we do a lot of ignoring of self to make other people like us mm. and to, to make, to smooth things over. We, we get really afraid of discomfort so that's a lot of times that's how we end up in vampire energy vampire situations too. Our intuition is screaming to us like, yeah. no, this is bad. But we're like, well, I don't want to make this person uncomfortable. So I'm going to go along with it. And your intuition, your gut is like kicking at you. Like if you don't step away from this person, right. you know, this is bad, but you will, you will turn the volume down on that intuition and ignore it and next thing you know you are it you are like a, a lobster in a boiling pot of water the, the water is getting hot all around you and now you can't get out and you're being cooked from the inside so you you have to number one not be afraid of of discomfort the the value and and learn the value of yourself the the voice that comes from you is more important than the voice that can come from mm. any other person that you ever run across in this life so if your inner voice is telling you, I don't like it, I don't like it, listen to it, talk to it, figure out what's going on. And more often than not, you will find yourself not as often becoming the victim of energy Ooh, vampires. That's TED Talk part two. <laughs> and I think that's something <laughs> that um, definitely that uh, that's the biggest lesson, right? When it comes to energy vampires is to listen to our intuition. We all have it. We all have it. And some of us listen to it more than others. And there are ways to build up that intuition to where you need to listen to it because that's the first voice that comes to you before anything else speaks to you. And that'll definitely guide you and let right. you know, like, hey, you know, just, you know, watch out for this person. And if that intuition is like, oh, no, we got to do 180. We got to get the hell out of here. Then listen to that intuition and because yeah. before you know it like you said you get caught up in a situation or in a web when you're trying to figure out how the hell did I get here or there or or you hear that or you talk you, you ask yourself this like why did I let myself get get this far why didn't I listen to my gut earlier 
And that's something that, you know, you definitely don't want to get yourself into. So please, people, as a lesson from this, if you didn't take anything else from this, (laughs) listen to your intuition. (laughs) Your intuition will get you out of a lot of trouble in your life and, and prevent you from getting into a lot of it. And, you know, we, especially women, we are, we are socialized to not listen to our intuition. Um, And those women who do are sometimes seen as bitchy or mean or rude or, or, oh, she's so aloof. She's just doing her own thing. Hell yeah, I'm doing my own thing because my intuition told me to. And that's why I'm not in the situations that you're in. So, you know, it's okay. If let folks call you whatever they're going to call you, but just know that you're listening to your intuition and that goes for energy vampires and for anything in this life, that intuition will get you out of a lot. And, and if you listen to it, you'll be like, Whoo, I could have died in that situation right there. You got may tell you make a right instead of at this light, instead of going up to the next light, you find out later that day that there was a, you know, a drunk driver that came through that, that intersection that you should have turned right at, but you turned right beforehand stuff like that your in, your intuition will save you and it will save you in physical spaces it will save you in relationship spaces and it will keep you from doing some self-harm a lot of the times self-harm as far as putting yourself in situations that absolutely you really don't absolutely in. and i think that is um a great way to to actually like um I would say, like, I don't want to say end the episode, but in this, in this for at least for now, because I, I, I feel like, you know, there's definitely yeah. a lot more to be spoken about uh, regarding energy vampires. Um, but if there's if there's um, nothing else, I mean, if you like if you there's anything else that you would like to share or like to just you know share your wisdom with anybody, like, please feel free to do so. Um, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, I. I don't have a special place to to share wisdom with people. I am I'm just a regular girl, so um, I'm on the <laughs> Facebooks. Um, come find me there. Okay, well, all right, there you go. There you have it. She's on the Facebook. She's on the internet, and she. <laughs> I'm on the interwebs. I'm 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 Natasha Scott Franklin on yeah, the interwebs. And, uh, come find and she's me. taken. Uh, she's married to my brother, so I don't think um, no. So uh, unless you want to open up those can of worms, I suggest you just. You know, no, they don't want their words. words. <laughs> no. All right, Natasha, uh, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I had a wonderful time. This was amazing. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm I'm really glad to have been here. And I'm glad to, that hopefully what we've talked about today can, can help some folks out because there there's a lot that it, it's a scary place out there when you get taken in by an energy vampire and then you realize mm. just how used you felt. So, and that's, that's a crappy feeling, yes. but don't be mad at yourself. If you do get caught up with them, just take it as a learning experience and, and learn better. Let that scab heal and grow and wear that scar with pride that, yep, you made it through dealing with Absolutely. an energy vampire. And, and so it also lets right. you know how to look out for them in the future. Like you'll be able to see those signs a lot earlier, Absolutely. The, the more you, cause unfortunately you're going to keep dealing with them all everywhere in all aspects of life, but it's a matter of looking for them ahead of time and protecting yourself and asking yourself, like, is this really something that I really want to get myself into? You know? So. All righty, girl. Thank you so much again. Oh, my neck just cracked. Mm. Oh, all right. Well, Uh I guess that's time to go. (laughs) (laughs) 
All yeah, right, we yeah. are good to go. Thank you. So oh, I'm going to okay, disconnect okay. now. All right, okay. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh my goodness, man. Oh, I I love that woman. I love that woman so 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 much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I definitely enjoyed her being on the show. It was wonderful. I'm glad she got to share her experiences, and I'm glad you got guys. If you stuck with us this long i'm glad you guys got to listen to those experiences okay but i do want to reiterate that we do not represent the collective we are just sharing our experiences so please everything you heard today take it with a grain of salt you know because i because you know you, you you might find yourself in a very similar situation and maybe something that we said can maybe help you along with it but you do have to tread a little lightly or a little carefully when it comes to energy vampires because you have no idea the type of attachment that they have on you all right so just please be aware and and i was very serious to where to the point where it can be very dangerous if it's not handled correctly okay um so with all that being said, please, everybody keep Texas in your thoughts and your prayers. If you're in Texas, just know that you're in my heart and you're my, you're my thoughts and you're my prayers. I pray, I pray for your, your safety. I pray that you get all the essentials that you need, your warmth and water. Cause I, it's very shitty the way that they treated you guys down there. That should have not have happened. And I'm very disappointed in how they treated you guys. Okay. Um, you know, that's just, that's horrible. That's absolutely horrible, especially in the middle of a pandemic. It doesn't even matter if it's in the middle of a pandemic. It's just absolutely hor horrible to begin with. But added, adding the pandemic on top of it just makes things a lot worse. So I really do pray for and, and for, for your guys' uh, well-being and safety. Okay, so um, with that, you guys, I'm going to get going because my throat's very scratchy and I have no idea how long I'm going to last. And this has already gone on for a little over an hour as is. And I'm not going to keep too much of your time. All right. So I will post um, the episode for next week, this week. But I don't know what that is just yet. Um, so you'll hear either by Wednesday or Thursday, probably by Thursday, whatever that episode is. All right. So I love you guys. And I'm going to get going out here. You know, peace, pipes and rice, y'all. And I'm out this bitch.